Hello and welcome to another episode of Third and Goal. I'm Rob, your host this week, and this week we're finishing our AFC Division reviews, where we're looking at the AFC West. As ever, I'm joined by Fred and Dan. How are you both? I'm good, Rob. Good. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Fred? Sweating a bit. I scoffed the chilli before this, and now we're quitting it a little bit, but otherwise good. Nice. Well, if you have to run off to the bathroom, then everyone will know <laughs> Um, anyway, before we look at the AFC West, last week we looked at the AFC South, and since recording that episode, Carson Wentz has been listed as being out indefinitely. Um, I think now it's come out that he's going to have, to have surgery and may miss. He has today. It was mm. today, has it? Yeah. Nice. So, thing I've seen various reports that he might miss five to seven weeks of the regular season. Um, don't know how that stacks up what you guys have seen, but based on what we discussed last week. That's going to have a potentially big impact on their season. We all thought they were a strong team, someone to potentially uh, contend that division with the Titans. And at the minute, it looks like they're going to have to rely on Jacob Eason unless they uh, go out and find a trade partner for a quarterback. Um, I've sort of got Nick Foles' third string in Chicago springs to mind for me, but otherwise, I think they're, they're going to struggle. What so what I've seen, what I've been reading is they don't want to trade for a quarterback. They can absolutely avoid it. They want to sort of run with Jacob Eason, but obviously someone who's had well, pretty much zero experience, really, um, by and large at this this level of football. He's not played huge amounts of college football either. He had a very sort of scattered career, didn't he? He had a sort of one almost full season at Washington, then fell out of favour there and then and then sort of moved on um, to complete his college football elsewhere. So... I'd be concerned as a Colts fan. I mean, I'd be a little bit concerned with Carson Wentz, I said last week, but I'm even more concerned now because, you know, you, you don't, you know, if you don't win many games in that first five to seven, then where does that leave you? You're chasing second already, I think, realistically, but you're going to have to really chase second now, I think. Yeah, yeah I've got them pen second anyway. Nine and eight, I predicted. I think you can probably take that two games off that. Um, it's uh, to, to five to twelve weeks gets me. That's a huge gap, right? Mm. Most people are out for five to six weeks or ten to twelve weeks. Not five to twelve. That's an incredible gap. He's having a bone uh, move on his foot, isn't he? Yeah, just wonder how long. And is that five weeks from now? Because five weeks from now he plays week one. And I don't know when it's gauged from, or is it he's going to miss five weeks of the season or twelve weeks of the season? So. I don't know. I think they'll probably run with Eason. Um, first two, first three games up, Seahawks, Rams, Titans, you could probably call them 50-50 games. I guess they'll have a scenario where they win all three or they lose all three, so I think they'll be prepared to lose all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look at elsewhere where they have to improve and pick up. So I think they roll with Eason. And if it's a long time out, I think they'll lose a couple of extra games, but I don't think it stops them getting second in the division for me. Does it stop them getting playoffs, though? If they're not going to, maybe they don't get enough wins. Potentially, yeah, potentially, I think. Um, but uh, so many unknowns almost. Still, is that five to seven? I can't. Five to twelve weeks. It's bugging me. It's to, It's hard to put a concrete how you think he'll do. If it's five to six, you'd have an idea when he's back. Five to twelve is huge variance, right? There's just two month variance. Yeah, yeah. that seems weird to me. 
Yeah, well, that, you know, if they do go Eason, which sounds like they might do, I, I don't see that as, you know, I wouldn't, if he played the full season, I'd knock, you know, way more than two wins off there. Mm-hmm. I, think. Um, I mean, they've got, he's got plenty of talent around him, but it's, you know, throwing him in sort of at the deep end. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. He's had a year there, hasn't he? But um, I don't think he's ever thrown a ball in the, uh, thrown a pass in, in the league, has he? So. He's got a decent O-line to stand behind, let's face it. So they should be able to buy him the time. Although, just quickly, I think I saw the Danny Quinn and Nelson's got the same problem, which will arguably be a bigger loss than Carson Wentz would be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw that um, on Twitter as well earlier. And, yeah, that's another big loss for them, isn't it? Um, again, it's the last thing you sort of want to see you about your team. If you're, if you're a fan of any team, at this, especially at this stage, well, at any time, but especially this stage of the season. Yeah. Um, sort of like Cam Akers the week before. Um, yeah, not what you want to see. Um, Fred, no, having some technical... It's actually, uh... So we'll wait for him to come back. Um, but he can jump in when he does, I guess. So should start looking. Where do you want to start looking then in the AFC West? Hello. Where is back? I'm back. Fred, back. Perfect time. <laughs> well, then we'll start with the. I think there's only one to start Kansas City Chiefs. Right, so I think they're one of the favourites to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, they've got players like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kels. Mahomes last season threw 4,700 yards, 38 touchdowns. Even when, as much, Dan will love me saying this, but even when the books made a mockery of them in the Super Bowl, um, Mahomes was still making plays and throws, which he had literally no right in making. Um, so you wouldn't bet on them being the AFC's representative in the Super Bowl too much, would you? Obviously, there are some of the good teams, like the Bills, in the AFC, but you know the, they've got to be one of the top shouts, I think. Yeah, overall, I think this is a really hard division for me to, to predict. The Chiefs, we said it all last year, they get going, look incredible, but can be beaten. Mm. Um, they always just do enough and they're such a hard thing to predict teams just, just do enough uh, we'll come on to the others but the others I just sort of looked at each game as like they could win that or they could lose that they could win that one or they could lose that one I don't know how you guys found it but I found it so hard to try and put some sort of correlation together on, on what I thought was going to happen with these but no Chiefs for me win the division clear and easy um, I went 13 and 4 could be fourteen and three. I've got one either way, but um, yeah. By yourself, Fred. Yeah, the Chiefs are really interesting. I think absolutely back to win this division. Uh, yeah, possibly. They're definitely in the JFC Championship game. I can't see a world where they're not. But when they play against teams who put pressure on the O line, I think we saw that at times towards the end of last season. Particularly, Tampa Bay did it and and uh, Miami did it and Browns did it, uh, where they're sort of forcing Mahomes into positions where, don't get me wrong, he still make the pass because he's a phenomenal quarterback, but he shouldn't have to be running around 20, 30 yards with people chasing him. That O-line needs to improve, needs to protect him because, you know, you've got Browns first week and 
they're an ever-improving side. That's a very tough game. And, you know, they've got the Bills. They're probably going to face the Bills again in the championship game at the end of the season. Um, you know, they, they haven't done masses to that O-line to make it look much better either. So it's an interesting one. <laughs> I think they're going to win a load of games and I think they're going to go to the AFC um, championship game, to be honest with you. I've only got them losing um, the two, actually. So, you know, as much as I sort of moan the O-line, I think they're still Mahomes and the, the some of their parts are still far better than the sort of slight issues they have and it is being picky. But, um, but yeah, I think they do need to address that if they're going to look at trying to win a Super Bowl because they come up against a, some, you know, Devin White or someone like that in that Super Bowl, then you know there's all sorts of issues again, like there were last year. They've made changes to the O line, haven't they? They missed the two guys mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, and everyone said, "Ah, oh, look at the difference about these two guys." Tampa got pressure on us because these two guys were missing. Well, they released both of them, so they obviously didn't mean them that much because they mm. didn't bother keeping them. So they've made changes to that O line. Um, you got to hope they blend and sit together. So. Um, Rob, what about yourself? How'd you get up? Yeah, I mean, have the Chiefs made more changes than what you expected? I mean, the, as you both mentioned, they let Eric Fisher and Mitchell, Mitchell Swatch go, um, which did make people question what their role line was mm-hmm. going to look like. But they've replaced them with Joe Thune, Mike Remmers, trade for Orlando Brown, got Kyle Long out of retirement. Um, on the other side of the ball... Mm-hmm. Damian Williams has gone to the Bears. Sammy Watkins has gone to Baltimore. I think they've lost other players on defence as well, but there seems to have been a higher than maybe what you'd expect turnover in playing personnel. Um, Just wonder what you guys thought about that and how it might affect them. (laughs) They're at a point where they're trying to keep people at the top of their game, really, aren't they, as well? Looking at the players who left, quite a lot of those are still good NFL footballers aren't they but I think they're looking to <sighs> got such a setup haven't they particularly in the offense not ignoring the O-line but you know particularly the attack you know players they've got who are going to go and score points and win games for them where they're you know very 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 good aren't they and I think they're probably trying to sort of cut out the mediocre and the okay as much as they can and uh, I guess that's what they're trying to do with what they've done in the offseason. Yeah, well, in terms of my predictions, I think we've gone for three different ones. Uh, Dan went 13 and 4. Is that in 4? Yep. Fred 15, 2. Yep. And um, you can put me right in the middle at 14 and 3. Mm-hmm. Which three? Chargers 1, Bills, and Green Bay. Did you have the Bills beating them then the other week? Don't know, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I am here with all these pages of paper cross reference and it all tallies nicely. I've said this, numbers out. She's picking numbers week. out. I'm going to listen back to them all and start cross cross referencing because you're going to ask me every week and I have no idea. Who have you got beaten them, Sam? Who have you got beaten them, Sam? I've yeah. got the Browns week one. Yeah, I think too. the changes in the settlement, the Browns are settled, and I think they'll <clears> surprise <throat> them. Uh, I've got the Packers midway through the season. I think they'll just settle. I don't know. Just saw it. And then I've got... Um, I've got two and a half here. So I've got the Raiders and the Chargers as a... No, I've got the Char- I'm losing the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. Very late in the year. And then I was between the Raiders because they did it last year to them, 
Yeah. Or the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys could be set to have a shootout type game, and if they can tighten up on the defense a bit from last year, they've got the weapons to to cause problems. So, so Raiders almost did it twice as well, didn't they? To be fair, they did. Close to the end of second time, come on. I can't believe none of us have got the Ravens beating them. Not that I have either at all, but none of us are backing the Ravens. And they're maybe one of the strongest the strongest teams. But honestly, yeah, I can't see it. And obviously, neither can you guys. Well, I think it's difficult. Like Dan said, when you're looking at these other three teams, it's difficult because all the games seem to be... They seem to have 17 games where they could be 50-50. For the yeah. Chiefs, it's sort of the side that you don't expect them to lose one or two. So three or four. Um, it's hard then to pick out which ones there might be it's it's difficult isn't it Mm. Um, is and the fact that this division plays the NFC East which is another mere 50-50 sort of division just put seven teams there all kind of in the grey area that you could win one week and lose the next week and not go to form and all sorts it's really hard to predict it out yeah um, so next one I've got on the list then, LA Chargers. You know, my sort of thoughts on this. I think Chargers sort of hit a home run on with Justin Herbert last year. Really like what I've seen with him. Um, sort of confused about why uh, Anthony Lynn played Tyrod Taylor as a start from week one after what we sort of saw, what everybody else saw from Herbert. And I know, you know, we went in training so we don't know whether he was quite ready but he seems to slot straight into that um i'm a fan of their offense austin eckler keenan allen mike williams jarrod cook they've added as well who i think you know could be a you know top 10 tight end maybe for them this year love the first round pick and i'm sure uh fred did too offensive <laughs> with sean slater uh, you know how would you guys describe their offensive talents yeah, very good. I mean, it's interesting. There's a lot of fans not too happy with the departure of um, Hunter Henry there over to the New England Patriots. And I was know a couple of Chargers fans, both really, really disappointed in that sense. And they've addressed that need, as you mentioned. But a bit of head-scratching went on um, there. But, I mean, obviously, from the her- point of Herbert, yeah, I think Herbert's obviously did fantastic in what he had the opportunity to do last year, didn't he? And uh, it's extremely exciting. I think it's again makes this league quite just another factor which makes this league so good going forward, doesn't it? And I think they're probably fairly happy with their draft as well. They sort of addressed a lot of different areas and seemingly made improvements um, as well. Yeah. I really like the Chargers. I think they've built well. The Chiefs were in the division, and they was in a. And NFC East and AFC North, you'd probably say they've got a shot at the division. The problem is they're in the division with the Chiefs, and that takes away from it. Um, so I do our predictions here, and I wrote all the teams out, all their fixtures, win or loss, and all that. Lot. And at the bottom for each show, I put little notes. And I looked at the Chargers, and the only note I've written below them is they've got to keep everybody healthy. That That's as simple as that. Allen missed games. Eckler missed games. Mike Williams missed some games. Obviously, the, the Tyrod and Justin Herbert change. They've got a team there. They just need to keep everybody healthy. And if they can do that, they've got a playoff football team for me. Yeah, I agree. I think they've got upside on defence as well. Um, Derwin James, yeah. Joe versus a force. Chris Harris Jr. will be hoping that 
he can have a better season than what he had last year. I think my concern when I look at their defence is that have they got that depth behind the starters to cope with, as you've said, Dan, any injuries that might crop up. And that's where their defence might start to struggle. Um, but yeah, I agree with, with you on that one. I think, you know, if they can stay fit, they've got a good team. I did struggle going through their schedule. I sort of felt like as I went through it the first time, I was being too kind. I tried to go through it again. I felt like I was being too harsh. I didn't sort of know where to pitch him. So right. pitching him at the end, 10 wins, 7 losses. Okay. Well, how about 11 and 6? I was going to go 10 and 7. I changed my mind. It was the last minute. I went 9 and 8 in the end. But they start, for me, they start very badly. They beat Washington. And I think they're going to lose probably the next five, actually, before they then recover. Lose the next um, five? Yeah. I've got, them I've got them winning against Vegas in the middle of that, absolutely. So I've got them two and four after six as well. Mm. And then when you're two and six, what do you need but a nice game against the Patriots to bounce back with? <laughs> <laughs> Ever improved from Patriots. <laughs> what about you, Rob? Where, where do you see them starting, I guess, really, those first few weeks? Because me and Dan are a little bit down on that. And you mentioned you might be too kind. So, yeah, what are you thinking? Well, I sort of did feel like I was being too kind and too harsh when I went through the schedule as a whole and I was coming to um, winning losses. Um, and I actually was more prepped this week with my who they will lose against, but I wasn't as prepped to give you my rundown on the first six games. Um, but yeah, by week, um, at week seven, so let me check their schedule with what I've got. So I've got them beating Washington. Um, losing to Dallas, losing to the Chiefs once out of the twice, um, losing to the Raiders once, losing to Cleveland, and losing to Baltimore. So depending on which way around you flip those Chiefs and Vegas games, I have them anywhere from three and three and two and four. Any concerns about Herbert settling back in properly after his obviously injury last year? You sort of is that not a concern? What are you sort of? I mean, you're so promising, isn't he? Not for me. I think he's had enough time out. He comes back. If anything, that little break before it just gives him a chance to reset, appreciate where he is, and uh, and go again and learn a bit more. Watch him. So yeah, I'd expect big things from him this year. I think he's going to be in a better position. He had what a lot of rookies, I mean, it was different for even, you know, 10-year vets, but rookies, it was a completely different training camp last year with COVID and everything else that was happening. Mm. But he's been through that. He's been through training camp. He's started as the backup. There's one thing he hasn't done, which I'm intrigued to see. He hasn't stood in that stadium as quarterback on a fourth-quarter drive to win the game with a crowd in there. Yeah. When they turn... When, when it doesn't go their way, and they start, as Fred says, one and five, and that crowd is on their back in that Pats game. If they go down in that game, has he got enough to switch that out and lead that team? Yeah, that's a good point. That is something that you know could be a concern, but I think the fact that he's had a year, he's had a rookie mini camp, he's had a training camp, he's started his backup, he's come in, he's played some snaps, he's played well, he's won rookie of the year, 
now he's coming into it and he's had a year's experience of some degree, so he's going to be better placed and better prepared. But yeah, you throw an angry, angry crowd into that mix and it could um, it could cause some issues, I guess. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if he can handle it a little bit. So Yeah. Ballpark, second, probably making the playoffs with that kind of results, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, all same. Three different answers again, but all, you know, pretty, pretty similar. <clears throat> uh, Raiders then. Somebody else want to lead in on this one, Fred? Yeah, go for it. So, good <laughs> <laughs> you volunteer, uh, Fred. Well done. <laughs> yeah, no, well, now we're into that stuff and we're all good to go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, again, you've got a sort of very, I think, exciting quarterback in Derek Carr leading that offense in the sense of he can. Exciting quarterback. Brown person in the NFL, Fred. Oh, he blows incredibly hot and cold, doesn't he? Well, Kai took the game to Chiefs, didn't he? And he's had a couple of absolute stinkers last year. I think he's exciting if you're a neutral, if you're a Raiders fan. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, think he's, I don't think I've ever heard Derek Carr described as exciting. Well, he's not exciting, but the, the variance in his performance, if you're a neutral, is exciting. Probably not <laughs> variance much. His performance, yeah, probably, probably not as so much. Good one week and piss ball the next. Well, that's exactly it. If you're a Raiders fan, that's probably the most frustrating thing going. But from a neutral perspective, you know, it's very good. And he put in a couple of. Very good performances last year against the Chiefs we mentioned previously. Obviously, the running back room, I think, was pretty good with Kenyon Drake obviously leading um, that. And I think sort of Henry Ruggs had a good rookie year, didn't he? And he's on his um, you know year two now. Excited to see where he goes. Um, I've got them doing well. I've got a lot of the teams in this division doing well, to be honest with you. Um, There's two fairly tough games to start. But, I, again, I can see him edging out a couple of really good teams as well. I haven't actually gone as... Um, Bold as you, I don't think they're going to get near the Chiefs this time. I think the Chiefs probably learnt the lesson, but I have got the Raiders going ten and seven. It's optimistic. Go on, seven and ten for me. They've lost their own. They haven't got an O line. They're just going to line up with receivers and the quarterback. The O line has just gone walkabout, I think, um, which is a worry. Henry Ruggs, Edwards. Had okay rookie years. I think they really need to step up though if they're going to be considered NFL wide receivers and, and serviceable this year. They brought John Brown in, uh, and I think they brought John Brown in as a deep threat. I can see a scenario where John Brown becomes a wide receiver one, which is probably not he was what he was brought in to do. Um, Josh Jacobs, decent workload back. They brought Drake in. I really like that, apart from a fantasy perspective because it kills Josh Jacobs, but. They've got a more than capable back now that can share the load, can share the snaps. That workload's not going to be on Jacobs as much, which should make him fresher for better snaps and better performance. Um, I'm not a big Derek Card fan. I think there may be an opportunity this year that he loses the job. I think he got close last year to losing that job mm-hmm. to Mariota. Um, I like Marcus Mariota. I do go back in a few years and, and perhaps wish the Bucks had picked him at one instead of Winston and I've been intrigued to see how that planned out. Um, but no, I, they're nah for me right now, the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, well, it's interesting what Fred said. I've actually got written in my notes here. Car is nothing to get excited about, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that... Inviting, we've got... <laughs> 
But they were a top 10 point scoring offence last season. And Derek Carr set career highs in passing yards and quarterback rating. But like Dan said, there were all sorts of questions, even in the off season. How long would he keep that job with Mariota there? Probably as the best backup in the league, breathing down his neck, ready to jump in at a moment's notice. But I don't know. Do you think his life's been made easier by having someone like Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs to, you know, Waller to dump the ball off to and Jacobs to hand it off to? Yeah, I do think it's been made a lot easier. And I think that's why they went and got Kenyon Drake as well to give them that, that other option so that it's not all on Josh Jacobs. They can share that load on him. So, you talk um, about the car issue as well. You know, that sort of, those sort of signings leave him nowhere to hide as well. You know, as I've mentioned and people agree or disagree, you know, he's very up and down at times last year. Well, you've got to have a lot more upside with the offence you've been given and the additions that have been made. And like you said, with Mario breathing down the neck, that, that is an added pressure on Carl and but in theory he should have all the tools to perform pretty well if he is I've got a spell in their season I've got them losing five straight games and then I've wrote Mariota next to the next one and we just spoke about it I just mentioned we need to see how Justin Herbert handles SoFi Stadium with a crowd in it well is there ever going to be a more hyped up expectant crowd for seeing a show than there is in Vegas just strip and the main man that comes to the stage for the show in Vegas is Derek Carr. You'd be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, one thing is they were defensively awful last season. They gave up the most points in the league, averaging 29.9 a game. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the ball through the air. They couldn't intercept they couldn't cause fumbles. They ranked bottom of the league in both interceptions and fumbles. They've made some additions on the defensive line and the secondary. The linebacker core is exactly the same, I think. The secondary is yeah, your... Yeah. So I think there is some promise for the future there, but I do think they're going to be in for another year of defensive struggles. A concern for me about the child you mentioned, I think the problem is they were out-coached at times last year as well. Like You look at that pretty poor Patriots side going and beating them 45-0, and the Patriots weren't much better, but the coaching and the plans they had to put the Chargers to one side were so much better. It was a special team's really boring 45-0 victory. And you wouldn't expect 45 nothing wins to be boring, but it was. But they just they were looked inept at times. And that, you know, the Patriots didn't look brilliant, but they just knew what they were doing, and the Chargers looked John inept. John Gruden won a Super Bowl, Fred. Careful, John Gruden's won a Super Bowl. Let's <laughs> not forget that. So I don't know. I'd be that would be my one concern. I guess really is you know got me on from from those. Yeah, you just wonder who's in like in charge there a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You say there's coaching issues and Derek Carr doesn't lead the team, and it just I don't know. It just feels like they're just all getting by. No one's actually took the organisation by the scruff of the neck and saying right, this is what we need. Whether it be a a back office person or a, or a player on the field just to kind of stand up and be that poster boy, if you will, for Vegas football that it's probably crying out for, I feel. Um, interesting to see if anyone can do it this year and step up, but I expected them, to be honest, in the off-season to go and make a big acquisition, to go and get that headline superstar. Um, and they didn't do it. And in fact, in the first round of the draft, they took probably the weirdest reach for a long time in the NFL draft, um, which seemed peculiar at the time. So, I don't know. 
I just think they're a bit lost at the minute. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about the receivers and, you know, they lost Aguilar and Williams and signed John Brown. I mean, Ruggs and Edwards, I'd imagine you're probably going to be looking for them to lead the way in that receiving group. But, uh, yeah, sort of, you know, if if they can't do it, then I, I sort of agree with you, Dan. I think, you know, probably end up in a situation where John Brown will find himself as their wide receiver number one. Um, but I think they'll, they'll be hoping that Ruggs and Edwards can take a massive step forward and, you know, and lead that those receivers. But, yeah, remind me of your Raiders. When seven what? and ten. Oh, ten and seven. No, five and twelve. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a uh, half the amount of wins as you, Fred. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. There is, uh, yeah, if they go five and twelve, there's no way that Derek Carr continues with that job, right? No, definitely not. And you know, they sort of surprised me last season. I think they did better than what I expected them to. They had a pretty yeah. poor season the season before that. Um, and I expected them to be one of the lesser teams, I suppose, if you like. But, yeah, they, you know, they, they did well last season. And But, yeah, I'm sorry, I agree with you. I think they sort of seem to have maybe lost the way a little bit. I did. I went through it and went, if they turn up, they can win that game. If they don't turn up, they're going to get humiliated that game. If they wouldn't turn up that game, it's like that every week. You can't predict it. You know, games against similar teams, the Eagles and the Giants, you know, it's so hard to predict which one of them is going to turn up on the day on that for me. So, yeah. yeah. They, they were really tough games to try and fit into, into this. Yeah. Got some, these teams are sort of, like I say, they're in like an unknown, a bit of an unknown where are they going to end up but they're playing teams yeah. which are also in a bit of an unknown and it's like a coin toss really that's what I get the Raiders haven't really they're not really competing and they haven't really they're just kind of stagnant yeah how it feels well there's one more team in the AFC West and that's the Denver Broncos Dan you can go first on this one uh, okay, where do we start? Um, Drew Locke, the guy that they had such high hopes for, has failed to deliver for another season. So they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. There's an argument there as to who will be the starter. Um, I think Locke gets it. I think it's his jersey for now. Um, I think they're still hoping big things are there, but they've covered their bases. If not, uh, last year, Colton Sutton, they lost. Um, it was a huge loss to lose a player like that. I think that affected Locke and then he went out as well. So obviously there was a period, there was a game last year where they had a college running back playing on wide receiver. So it can never be that bad again, surely. Um, Jerry Judy, lots of hope and expectation on him this year to step up again as wide receiver. If Sutton's back, I think he will. Uh, I think that having Sutton double covered and freeing him up a bit means there's going to be some big plays there if the quarterback can get him the ball. Uh, running room brought in Javante Williams to back up Gordon 
I'd like to have seen a, another name there, maybe to help out, especially if your quarterback's questionable. Uh, I think you can tend to lean on the run a little bit more. Um, you know, the Raiders did that. They've got a, a questionable quarterback, and they went out and picked up another decent running back to add there to take the pressure off it. I'd like to maybe to see them do that. So, all in all, I think the Broncos will struggle. Um, I've got them at three and fourteen, and chopping and changing quarterbacks and no settled running back and probably a, a recurrence of an injury for Sutton for a game or two here or there and I've got it just been a bit of a mess to be honest with you so 3 and 14 for me well Fred yeah it's a reasonably tough schedule I think it's a, the quarterback issue is, is quite apparent isn't it as well you know you're bringing in steady Teddy aren't you to provide a bit of calm if Drew Locke doesn't work out I know Rob I mean you're you think Drew Locke can can still produce big things? We've had chats before about this. Um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I guess running out for him a little bit in terms of not age, obviously, but in terms of his you know to prove himself as a starter at this level, um, doesn't have the greatest supporting cast in the world either. And you know, obviously, you mentioned about chopping and changing the the quarterback. Those first three games are huge for the Broncos because, in theory, they're all winnable games, really and that they probably should put away week two Jags, and you fancy them to have a good chance against the Giants. You probably fancy them to beat week three Jets as well. Um, you know, those games later in the season are a bit of a different story, but then, they, you know, if they're 3-0 and, and they go lose to the Ravens, Steelers, um, Ravens and Browns, Raiders and Browns even, sorry, and they're 3-4 and four going to Washington, I think they'll take that. Um, but the reality could be quite different. This is the problem, and they go lose... Even if they lose two of those first three, they lose week two, week three, they could go on a seven, eight game losing streak there against, you know, this Washington side that are vastly improving and made some good acquisitions in the postseason. I've got them struggling as well. Not quite as bad as Dan. I've gone five and 12, but uh, I don't I don't know a lot of hope. I don't see where the optimism is coming from, if I'm honest with the Broncos. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of dis- 14 and 3 I disagree with you both um, Drew Locke I think what I've said in the past is that I think the coaching staff in Denver love him um, and I do t- have a soft spot for him I wouldn't say that I will I just you know, he's, I want him to succeed. He comes across as like a decent guy and um, lower round draft pick sort of thing. So a bit of an underdog. Um, but like I've said before on here, when the Falcons played them last year, he looked like a frightened lost rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. Did make me question whether he has got the skill set to succeed in this league. But when I look at the depth chart, You've got Melvin Gordon at running back, and then they've added Javante Williams to that. Um, you look at the wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, like heck of a player um, last season. You know, he could have shown that he can be a wide receiver number one in this league and a good one at that. Um, and injuries, you know, decimated that. Then you add Jerry Judy to that, KJ Hamler, another young wide receiver. Tim Patrick, if he can come back and complement that group. Noah Fan, 
is um, an up-and-coming young tight end. Um, I think the main questions for me is, can the key pieces of the offense stay fit? But the big question mark for me now is over the quarterback. And that is, can Drew Locke do it? And even though I do want him to succeed and have a bit of a soft spot for him, I don't I question whether he can. I don't think Bridgewater is the long-term answer or is going to help elevate them to the next level. I think it's just a steady pair of hands um, to try and calm it down a little bit. But I like the rest of that offense. Um, and I like the defense. Their defense for me is, is the best in the FC West. Um, so I think there are plenty of plenty of good things like in there. I know I'm going to contradict myself here because when we're on about Aaron Rodgers going there and said, well, he's got more chance of winning a Super Bowl at Green Bay than he does at the Broncos. And I agree with that still in terms of more chance. But I think if someone like Aaron Rodgers went into Denver with the Gordons and Williams at running back and the Suttons, Judys, Hamlers, Noah Fan, um, you know, he could... Not saying they're going to compete with the Chiefs for the divisional title, but like make sure that they got way more wins than they did losses. So I've got them still because of the quarterback position. I think that's the big gaping problem that they've got, and I've got them going seven and ten. Do you think there's a chance Locke could lose his job, say week eight, and? I'd agree with you to a degree in the sense I think that they've got more chance of winning games even with, with someone like Locke than they have perhaps Teddy Bridgewater unless they're going to not concede an awful lot of points in spite of the how positive you feel about their offence. But if he loses his job after that tough run of games, do you think that does that change things slightly? I think they could... They might be in danger of being like the Dolphins were last season. They've got two quarterbacks who could start games for them but neither are going to excite like Derek Carwood. Um, but, <laughs> um, but if one of them wins the job week one and struggles, are they then going to put the, the other one in week two and then they struggle? And then they're going to keep chopping and changing and then change them in fourth quarters and Dan, you're on mute. I can see him moving, but... That's what I can see happening. And I think... They'll never make their mind up. Yeah, that's not going to help. If they're changing the quarterback every week or throwing them in on the fourth quarter because to try and chase a game or whatever, um, I just think that's going to do them more harm than good. Yeah. That's why I got my three and 14, mate. Well, I thought it makes sense. If you can pick the quarterback, and I think the problem, you look at it, and a few weeks ago I was reading that Drew Locke is probably just edging the job for week one because of his familiarity. This week I've seen that Teddy Bridgewater's performing way better than Locke, so now he's looking like he could start week one, and I feel like you're going to have this they're going to have this difficulty where one week Locke is playing better, so he's going to be the starter. And then Bridgewater's going to be playing better in training the next week, so he's going to be the starter. And yeah. not going to 
make a decision and stick with a guy. It's going to be a, it's almost like fantasy football. We're going to stream them week by week, depending on what happens in training or something like that. And I just feel like it's not their offense get going. What did you have, Fred? Uh, five and twelve. Yeah, oh, I've got them picking up two wins in the first three weeks, and then it goes a bit tough. But they've got Eagles, and I think Eagles are rubbish. And they'll probably beat the Lions. I've got them beating Bengals. the Eagles. I've got them beating. I've got beating the Lions uh, and the Giants at the outset. Do you not yeah. think they can week two Jags, week two, week three Jets, new quarterback? This is what we said the whole episode, right? This is that whole these teams, if they turn up on their day, can win. If they don't bother turning up on the day, they'll lose. And then games throws Jags just falls perfectly into that. So I haven't. I think the I've gone with the Jags and the Jets both beating. In fact, I've gone with nearly everybody beating them, let's face it. Um <laughs> Patriots, but, yeah. Patriots beat them. They don't play, do they? No. Oh, if they played them, uh, no, the Broncos beat the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fred. Yeah, and they're they're, they're, they're playing with their full running back at wide receiver as well. They probably still have enough to do. Yeah. Even so. if Kendall Hinton was uh, starting QB, yeah, yeah, probably, mate, probably. Excellent. But, so I think. Go on. I think on that basis, like you guys have got the teams finishing in the same order: the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and then Broncos. I think I've gone slightly different. Uh, Chiefs. No, no, I've got Raiders second. Oh, have you? So you're. Chiefs Hold on, Ra- are we really saying the Raiders are a better football team than the Chargers? Yeah. <laughs> really. What have you got, Rob? I've got Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. That's a big split. Really that, really, isn't it? Raiders above the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, if they don't keep everybody healthy, that could happen. I just see, if you look player for player, Man for man across both teams, the Chargers are a better outfit, the better coach. You mentioned the coaching. Um, we'll see. I guess there's no right or wrong right now, is there? It's all uh, hypothetical, I guess. So and that's the thing. I mean, you know, we're getting to week one, and the Chiefs lose Mahomes, Hill, Kels, <laughs> Edward Hiller for the season. They might end up finishing bottom, and not these previews were all for nothing. The only way that happens, mate, is if the aliens come down to Cleveland and abduct them, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that happening, but you never know. Yeah. Not see right. Chad Henney in the playoffs? They'd enough. It'd take me. That'd be a good hypothetical to do, wouldn't it? Let's say they just lose two of that four. Let's take out for Holmes and Kelsey. Where do the Chiefs end up? Mm. <laughs> Different ball game. Yeah, definitely. But. Um, but yeah, you guys, anything else to add on the AFC West or anything else in the league that's happening? No, I look forward to seeing how it turns out. We've all got a little bit, a little bit different there. Yeah, 
I don't know what I'm going to add, apart from the fact that Chargers are a better football team than the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Derek Carr's really exciting <laughs> in every way, shape and form. So. I still be up there with one of your top lines on this show, Ben, all the time <laughs> we've been doing it. Derek Carr is such an exciting quarterback. <laughs> if you're neutral, because he's so hot and cold. Caveat. Oh, but that's the Raiders team, right? They can win games in a heartbeat. They can lose games in a heartbeat, I guess. So, yeah. Mm. Glad I'm not a fan. I think this is probably, <laughs> I think in the other divisions, we've been relatively close in our thought process. I think this is the first time that we've all been pretty different, right? Other than yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get to the NFC East. That one's going to be interesting. I can't wait for the NFC South, to be honest. <laughs> I wish we were doing it last, the NFC South, purely on the basis that I wouldn't have to predict anything but the division games because my fixtures will just fall through to that last one. But then the way we're doing it is the NFC West, so that might actually work quite nicely for the NFC West just to feed them into mm. that. Yeah, good division. And um, and then find out I've got the cards like two and fifteen flags. No whoops. Now this is. I mean, if the Chiefs weren't head and shoulders above, this could be a, a very competitive division. <clears throat> yeah, because like we said, not it. just you know you could toss a coin every week for their fixtures for a lot of them. Mm. Indeed. Especially when they play each other. Um, but NFC... Yeah, you've got two new, two new stadiums there as well, as we said, so that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'd love to go to both those stadiums as well. Both are pretty incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Although I would have liked to have seen a game at the Coliseum as well. That literally looks yeah. incredible. It sure did. But... Never mind, not to be. On to the NFC next week then, looking forward to that. NFC North, right? Yeah. For you, Frederick? Absolutely. We're on to the lesser of the two conferences. Are you here next week, Fred, or are you on holiday? TBC. TBC. But, uh, but yeah. Well, uh, you don't want to broadcast in case people know where he lives and know he's now away <laughs> next week. Well done, Rob. What's <laughs> the holiday? If you get broken into, Fred, I apologise. Oh, that, that means the world. <laughs> if you get broken into, Fred, I'm passing Rob's number. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him Rob's address as well. Um, yeah, cool. Well, if no one else has got anything else to add, then we'll wrap that up and we will see everybody next week for the NFC North roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys.